Today, I want to read one of the most challenging passages from the Torah and make some very important lessons for us. Take from it. The Torah portion this week is very interesting and it parallels what we see happening in the world today. It's amazing parallel. It's really it's close together, goes together. So let us open Deuteronomy chapter 25 and read a few verses. Verse 17, 18, and 19. Deuteronomy 25, 17 through 19. Here's the challenging passage from the Torah to all of us. Really challenging. Remember what Amalek did to you along the way as you came out from Egypt. How he happened upon you along the way and attacked those among you in the rear. All the strugglers behind you. When you were tired and weary, he did not fear God. Now, when Adonai your God grants your rest from all the enemies surrounding you in the land Adonai your God is giving you as an inheritance to possess, you are to blot out the memory of Amalek from under the heavens. Do not forget. It is a challenging place of the scriptures. And it is the Bible. It is Bible. Amalek was a nation described in the Hebrew Bible as a staunch enemy of the Israelites. The name Amalek can refer to the nation's founder, a grandson of Esau, who was Jacob's brother. This was a nation related to the Jews, their relatives, their family. During the journey through the desert, when enemies surrounded the Israelites and divisions and riots constantly rose within the Jewish people, inside of the Jewish people, at this very time, when the existence and mission of the Jewish people were constantly being tested, at the most challenging moment, the relatives of the Jewish people committed a terrible, terrible betrayal. Fearing to attack the Jewish people in the fair fight, they came up with a cunning and cruel tactic. They began to follow the people of Israel at a safe distance mercilessly killing anyone who was tired and fell behind. They were attacking the most vulnerable Israelites. This is why the Lord gives such a straightforward command to Israel. Remember what Amalek did to you. And verse 19, you are to blot out the memory of Amalek from under the heavens. Do not forget. I want to repeat two ideas here. First one, remember, don't forget. And the second one, you are to blot out the memory of Amalek. I want to challenge you with this concept today. And it's very challenging for, for many of you, I think, I believe. Forgiving does not mean forgetting. Forgiving does not mean forgetting. The Lord gives us his command and his holy Torah, remember and do not forget Amalek. It is commandment. Remember, don't forget him. 
I have one, I believe, joyful story here. Do you remember this story from Apostle Paul's life? where he instructed his community to remember the harm the coppersmith had done to him. It is in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 14 and verse 15. Here's the message to, to Timothy and also to all of us. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. The Lord will repay him according to his deeds. Be on guard against him too. I'm sure Apostle Paul forgave Coppersmith, for sure. I'm sure of it. But he wants his community to remember him forever. And even today, we remember the Alexander the Coppersmith. One more time, I want, want to reply. To blot Amalek out of the memory means do not forget, do not stop until you destroy him of course a little later we will figure out what Amalek means for us and how we can blot him out in our lives for all of us but now I want to talk about a very important topic about which very little is preached actually we are not to forget our past we are not to forget our past the Bible teaches us that we are a new creation in Yeshua the Messiah. We are a new creation. And the old things have passed away because we are a new creation. I would like to read it. 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Messiah, he is a new creation. The old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new so mazel tov you are a new creation in the messiah yeshua in him this verse teaches us that yeshua the messiah is has already redeemed our past and paid in full by his sacrifice for us already he redeemed us now we have been born of god for a new life and therefore our one of the most important meanings of this verse is that our past no longer has power over us because we're redeemed by Yeshua the Messiah. He is our redeemer from our past life. The old life, past habits, and sins should not control us because we are new creation. But at the same time, it is essential to understand that to forgive or be forgiven does not mean to forget. Leaving something behind does not mean throwing it out from our memory. Not always. Sometimes, yes, not always. If you forgive somebody, does not mean that they have a right to hurt you again. This is why the Lord tells us, Remember, Amalek, when you are in the promised land. Sometimes when someone ignores or pretends that some events of the past never happened, then spiritual and psychological issues can begin in the life of such a person. I saw these examples. The people can forgive but still experience 
tremendous pain and suffering without even remembering that. In the physical life, forgetfulness is not a sign of health, but is a sign of memory loss, problem in the physical life. In my experience, I read so many books with the wrong approach about forgiveness, and I saw so many people who were harmed by incorrect teaching. People were hurt without healing from the Lord, trying to forget things without forgiving things. And it is different things to forgive and to forget. It is necessary to remember our past, but at the same time, our past should not have power over our future. We can remember things, but we are a new creation in the Lord Messiah. So in order to make it clear what I want to say, I will give some interesting examples from history. There is a fundamental truth. A nation that does not remember its past does not have its future. Spanish philosopher George Santiana is credited with the aphorism. Those who cannot remember the past are condemned to repeat it. Is it true? What do you think? Some people would say, no, it's not true. But it's true. Do you remember 40 years in the wilderness? It is a good example for all of us. We need to remember our past. Do not do the same things in our life. Let's look at the one example of forgetfulness in today's society. There is, today there is a terrible war in Ukraine. And the main reason for this is that humanity has forgotten the history. Those obligations, those promises that it made after the Second World War. Then many millions of people were destroyed. The Jewish people were almost completely exterminated. About six million Jews were killed. And all because countries were tolerating fascism. Governments were afraid of confrontation with Hitler and as a result paid such a price. Millions of people died. Today the same thing is happening in Ukraine. And because nations have forgotten the lessons of the past, everything is repeating again and again. Loss of memory, lack of memory, lack of history. I want to quote from the speeches of the German pastor Martin Müller, he became the leader of a group of German clergymen opposed to Hitler. I would like to read his quote. First they came for the communists and I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the socialists and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionists and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak out for me. Very interesting. Forgetfulness leads to many problems in the future. We are believers. We are believers. And our weapons are the word of God. 
the prayer, and our influence in all spheres of society where we are, our concern for our people's sufferings. It is our weapon from the Lord. The Lord gave this weapon to us to pray, to take care, to spread this news. We have no right to forget, and we have no right to remain indifferent because we believe in the Lord. He's our Savior. And I would like to say right now a very important statement. Please remember me. Our enemy is spiritual Amalek, not the people, but the spiritual Amalek. And we have powerful weapon. We can pray, we can proceed, we can press into the Lord. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it says here, For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the worldly forces of this darkness, and against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. This is our fight. And we can fight. We, can do, we need to do that. And I really believe if we'll lose this battle, this war will come here. I really think about it. Amalek is a type of Satan and his army. The habits and sins of our past life. We have no right to forget Amalek and bring him into our life today, into life in the promised land. We need to deal with him. We can't forget about him. He's our enemy. Let's read about what can happen to us if we forget our past, our life before our chua, our repentance, our turning to the Lord. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 21 and 22. It's a very interesting place of the scriptures. Second Peter 2, 21, 22. Here's the, one of the examples of forgetfulness. For it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than after learning about it to turn back from the holy commandment passed on to them. What has happened to them confirms the truth of the Proverbs. A dog returns to its vomit. And scrubbed pig or washed pig or... <laughs> heads right back into the mud. The Bible describes the condition of those people who once were believers and followed God, but then forgot where they came from and who they were as a duck and a scrubbed pig. It is about forgetfulness. We need to remember the Lord and where He saved us from. So what is the difference between forgetting and blotting out? Deuteronomy 25, verse 19. You are to blot out the memory of Amalek from under the heavens. Do not forget. So to blot out in Hebrew means to wipe, wash, exterminate, erase, completely erase. Destroy. I want to consider how we can apply this passage from the Bible. 
To begin, I will, I will give an example from my experience. Sometimes a person can carry the baggage of the past, wounds that linger from childhood, even from childhood. Sometimes manifest into physical or emotional problems because they have never been healed from their inner pain. It is important to bring it to the Lord. Sometimes it feels like if you try to forget or ignore your past, it will not hurt anymore. But this is absolutely not true. Similarly, in our physical life, ignoring the disease of our body and not paying attention to the symptoms of the disease can lead to serious consequences. I know it from my own personal life. When something hurts, what do you need to do? Ignore it. <laughs> it hurt more, what to do? Ignore it more. And finally you get to the doctor and the doctor says, Why like you need to be here one month ago? Do not ignore if you have something in your body. The same thing in the spiritual life. We can't ignore things. We need to pay attention to our spiritual life. Amen. To wipe out Amalek means to defeat him, destroy him. And here's the truth I would like to share with you. For a believer to win a battle against Amalek means to bring the pain of his past to the Lord so the Lord may heal him. We can't fight with our own power, but to bring it into the presence of the Lord, to open it that he can heal you. I want to read one of my favorite passages from the Bible. Actually, one of my favorite. 1 John chapter 1, verse 9 and verse 10. It's my favorite. 1 John 1, 9 and 10. If, and I like this word here, if. So there's chance to not do that. There's choice. There's choice here. If we confess our sins... He is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. And verse 10, it's another choice. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Let me read this passage from the Bible in my interpretation. And I want to begin with verse 10 from the end to the beginning. If I say that I have not sinned, if I have a short memory and forget that I'm a sinner, then I'm deceiving myself. This is it. But if I confess my sin, bring it into God's presence, confess the sin and repent of it, then the Lord will forgive and cleanse me in this direction. In order to be cleansed, it is necessary to confess sin, bring it before God, and not pretend to be sinless. And actually, if you are sinless, come to me after the service. <laughs> Teach me how to not sin. Help me. Or maybe I can help you. That is what today's Torah chapter is about. This chapter describes the various types of sacrifices. And in the uh, Torah, in the Tanakh, for the forgiveness of sin, a person had to come to the priest with the sacrifice in front of the entire society 
of Israel and openly confess his sin. And only then was the sacrifice offered on the altar and the person received cleansing. Only then. And if a person sinned against another person, then th there was an even more difficult process. You can read it in today's Torah portion. The guilty one had to atone for his sin, repay for what was stolen, open admit a lie in the presence of priests, and only then was his sacrifice accepted by God. I can hear someone will say, thanks God, I live in the New Covenant, in New Testament. <laughs> Whew. I don't need to go to the priest and to confess everything, but... Let us remember Matthew 5, 23 and 24. Matthew 5, 23 and 24. Therefore, if you are presenting your offering upon the altar, here's the altar of the Lord. Here's the moment in truth. Here's our worship unto the Lord. Here's His presence. And there remember that your brother has something against you. And verse 24, what to do? Forget about it. Yeah? I see some people say, yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Forget. Done. Grace. Today we live under the grace. We don't need to do anything. Let us sin against each other, everything will be fine. No. Verse 24, if you come to worship before the Lord and remember you did something wrong against somebody, leave your offering there before the altar and, and go. First, be reconciled to your brother and then come and present your offering. The same idea. The same idea. The same idea. It turns out that in order to, for the prayers to be heard and the sacrifices accepted by the Lord, it is necessary to be reconciled to compensate for the loss of the person against whom he sinned. Of course, of course, there are times when nothing can be changed, and often it's, it happened this way. When you can't ask for forgiveness, when it's too late to reconcile, it many times happened this way. Then, go to the Lord. Confess your sin before God. And He, being faithful and just, will forgive you and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Amen. I would like to read James chapter 5, verse 14 through 16. If anyone among you seek... Let him call for the elders of Messiah's community and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The prayer of faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. True. If he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. This is why we pray for each other, for one another. And verse 16, the key verse. So confess your offenses to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed. <laughs> and the last verse, last place. The effective prayer of a righteous person is 
Very powerful. Here's the effectiveness of prayer. It calls righteous person. Person who is right in the eyes of the Lord because of Yeshua, the Messiah, but he stays in the right position. He's ready to confess his sins. He's ready to do everything possible from his side to be right in the body of Messiah. Amen. And in conclusion, we have only one hour left. I want to say that some, sometimes it is very important to get qualified help. Sometimes important. Sometimes you need a spiritually mature and experienced person who can help you confess your sins and support you in prayer. Sometimes you need somebody who will help you. And the most important, you can forget about everything, but remember this. There must be a place and a time when you trust God. Open your secrets of your heart, your past before Him, even if you are very ashamed and hurt. You need to have this special moment in your life to be honest with the Lord, to open your heart. Bring your memories to the Lord, even painful memories, even if it hurts. Do that. Who had a, 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 such an experience in the past when something bothered you or something hurt in your body? You came to the doctor and he prescribed you a painful procedure or even an operation. Then you came home, opened the internet. We don't need doctors today, yeah? We have internet. Wikipedia and everything. Easy. And looked for ways to cure yourself without the help of a doctor because it is not painful. But almost always, pain is a sign of successful surgery. The same is true when we need surgery on our souls. In order to be healed, you must bring your sin, your shame, your doubts into the healing presence of the Lord. This is the only way to go. Do not try to forget. Bring it to the Lord. Open your heart. Confess. This is the war. How can you fight with this spiritual Amalek in your life? Open your heart. Repent in tears and regret your misconduct before God. And then comes healing a sense of freedom and relief in God's presence. And then you can forget because there is no Amalek anymore. There is no place for sin. There is no place for demons to torment you. Finally, the second time finally, I want to give us strong confidence and hope for the future. 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and purify us from all. Let us say together, all. 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 Everything includes, all includes there. From all unrighteousness. Everything is forgiven by the Lord. All, everything. Just open 
Say to the Lord, confess. He is, he is faithful to forgive and purify us. Amen. I would like to invite my wife, Roberts and Ina, and let us stand together in the prayer. And right after the prayer, we will have very important announcements. So please stay in the, in the place, stay in here. In the end, I want to remind you, if Beth Israel is a blessing to you, please consider being a blessing to Beth Israel. Let us pray. We will close with Aaron's blessing, as we normally do at Beth Israel. Yiverhacha Adonai Vishmarecha, Yair Adonai Panavalecha Vichunecha, Yisa Adonai Panavalecha Vayasem Lecha Shalom. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine upon you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. Shabbat shalom, mishpacha.